Yudgimel Shvat, Tavshinayin Chet, coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. The great Ariel Zilber opens things up here on this week's edition of The Israel Show. That was Ufaratsta off of the album Tzama Number no. 4. It's the fourth album in the series of um, Nigunei Chabad being redone and covered by modern, uh, modern artists. Welcome in, welcome one and all to this week's edition of The Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten. We are here live every Monday immediately after... Immediately following, J.M. in the A.M., 9 a.m. Israel, 4 p.m., no, no, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Israel Time. And I would notice by heart by now, right? And around the world, wherever you are, whatever time it is, that's the time we're on. We are also available on demand whenever you want to listen via the Nachum Siegel Network free app. 
available both for uh, iPhone and Android on their respective uh, app stores and on NahumSiegel.com website under the archives. You can hear every single edition of The Israel Show going back for over five years. That's right. Great to have you with us. We are going to plan. We are planning. We are planned. We have planned. A good show, a great show, and you're not going to want to miss it. We'll mention before, we're going to go to another song, and then we'll uh, start some of the major topics, but I do want to mention this as an intro to the following song. Um, this is a relatively new song. I don't think we've played it before on uh, on the Israel show, so we're debuting it. Relatively new, by an artist by the name of Hananel Ohana. The name of the song is Palgei Mayim. Palgei Mayim is a biblical term, streams of water or brooks of water, which is appropriate now, so appropriate now in Israel, as the month of January is closing out and the amount of rain that Israel has received is close to 90% of what would be considered a good year for rain. Don't forget, we started the month out not so well. We started out on Asarabah Tevet, where, where it was a drought. We were declaring drought. Now, things aren't great. There's been a drought for a number of years already. That the, that there's not enough water, that the Kinneret still is, is way down, and, and so forth and so on. And water is, as we know, so important in, in Israel. It's life itself. But then on Asarabah Tevet, when Minister Uri Ariel declared a prayer, a prayer uh, gathering at the Kotel for everyone to come and pray for rain, and everybody just joked about it, they ridiculed him. Of course, everybody who is not within the believing camp that believes that, that prayer helps. And then right after that, from then on, the rains have just been flowing. And the part that really gets me is that nobody, none of those people would get up and say, you know what, we don't understand how God works. We don't understand how the world works. It's bigger than us. Maybe there's something there. Because since then, it's been like like gangbusters. This past Shabbat, <laughs> some of the cities were, literally were flooding there was flooding people had to be rescued out of their cars and the water cisterns are filling up and so forth I don't understand how God works we read in the second part of Kriyat Shema that if you listen to my commandments right there'll be the rains will come on time the rains will come properly and, and you'll have sustenance and and everything with your economy will be well. I don't think it's ever been done before that the, the governmental minister in charge said, let's go and pray. We did what we have to do, now let's go and pray. Nobody gets up and says, you know what, maybe it had, maybe we were wrong. They just make believe it never happened. He never called for a prayer gathering. We never ridiculed him. Nothing, nothing. Yesterday, for the first time, I heard an interview on uh, on Reshet Bet with a, um, a meteorologist and somebody who's 
I'm not sure if he's a meteorologist or he's an expert on the water issues in Israel, professor, one of the universities. And he said, he said, Kolakavod Uri Ariel, he did it. He wasn't saying, yes, that's why it happened. But he said, there's no question that this happened and then that happened. Is it a cause and effect? Whatever you want to believe. But it happened. And that's what I expect. Those people that ridiculed him and ridiculed davening in general, and, and, and we even mentioned on this show, one of the writers in Haaretz, Roger Alfer, who, who said that if you believe in this, you're a total idiot. Have the guts and have the honesty to say, I still don't believe in it. I don't think that this was a cause and effect, but it did happen. There you have it. Let's hope that the month of February, from Tubishvat and on, the rains are supposed to be lesser. And if we need more water, let them come. This song is Palge Mayim, Streams of Water, brand new. From uh, Hananel Ohana, my name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. כל מה שכבר נשכח, כל חיוך של אור בלב. כל שיר קטן מהיום יום, מילאו חיינו עד בלי תום, כבר נהיה יותר
Yet another great uh, talent, I must say, young talent in Israel, Hananel um, Ochana Pal Gemayim, a uh, religious Zionist young man who's uh, making his way into uh, the musical scene, and we wish him luck. That's a beautiful song, Pal Gemayim, Streams of Water. My name is Mayor Weingarten, you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, last week, <laughs> we really pulled it off. Less than an hour after Mike Pence's, Vice President Pence's speech at the Knesset, we were able to race to uh, our studio here, edit the speech for the clips that we were interested in playing for you and, and get them on the air for you. We had to play a little extra music, but I'm sure nobody's bothered by that. While we were doing the uh, while we were doing the editing, and um, everybody has been talking about this speech. It really, it really was so well received in Israel. So beautiful. It, it's 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 really hard to say. It, it's hard for me to say that we pine for this kind of speech from an Israeli religious Zionist. And I would say that the last time I remember this kind of speech, really looking at what we are living through as a miracle and as the fulfillment of prophecies, the last time was when George W. Bush spoke at the Knesset as well. Back then uh, on JM and the AM, I remember playing clips of that as well. Just fabulous. But... Follow, uh, following up on Parshat Bishalach, which we read this past Shabbat, the, we have something, the Jewish people, in our gene pool. And I'm sure there are very positive aspects to it. <laughs> but sometimes, sometimes I just am f- flabbergasted by the not-so-positive aspects. So we have this thing in our gene pool where we can never just be happy. He got up in the Knesset, Vice President Pence did. He gave an amazing speech. Without being preachy, he quoted from Sukim, which we cited and later posted on, on Facebook, all the different uh, allusions to the Sukim that he cited. We later learned that he sat for a few hours with uh, former Chief Rabbi Sachs, Jonathan Sachs, an amazing Tamid Chacham, an amazing orator himself and writer. And Rabbi Sachs helped him put together this speech. (laughs) No, we can't be happy. Right? It's like I always say, God split the sea, we walked through, we saw the enemy drown, and 10 minutes later, we're complaining about the catering. There's something (laughs) in our gene pool. And the Torah doesn't hide this aspect of ours. In fact, 
it gets shown over and over and over again throughout the, 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 the journey in the desert, in the wilderness of Sinai. Oh boy, we just keep at it. Well, I'm not saying that the people, certain people who have commented on the speech in a negative way don't have a point. They have certain points. But just leave it go. Leave it alone. Bask in the glory of the miracle <laughs> that we are witnessing. That the Vice President of the United States of America, which is the superpower of our time, is standing in a sovereign state of Israel, in the capital of Jerusalem, which he and his president just recognized for the first time in almost 70 years as officially the capital, announcing that they will move the embassy by the end of 2019, saying that what we are witnessing is a miracle, is nothing less than God fulfilling the prophecies that he gave to our Nevi'im. It's not enough. Just enjoy it, for heaven's sakes. Okay, so I found online... Well, I'm not even... So there's one aspect of the criticisms. You know, those on the left that just can't say anything positive on the radical left, on on the left, can't say anything positive about anybody in the current administration because they're all enablers and so, so forth and so on. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's like the Medrash. There's a Medrash also about Kriyat Yamsuf that um, as they were walking through, the Medrash says that one person turns to the other and says, look, it's, it's full of mud because it was wet not too long ago. Oh, it's so muddy. Our shoes are getting muddy. You know what? Come to think of it, it's just like we were back in Egypt. We used uh, we had to use mud or whatever to to fill in the bricks, and now we're in the mud. Eh, big deal, right? Rav <laughs> Hanan Paradzatzal said that the people, those people, are the people who were looking down, who were looking at their shoes, the people who were looking up forward to the future understood the greatness of the miracle and that's our challenge is to look up anyway so there were those voices who couldn't accept anything from pence just whatever how could he not talk out against the president how can he this he's a uh, he's a genuine sincere religious person why can't he be the Vice President of the United States, he, he, he's not going to change anything. If he resigns or if he says something against the President, he'll change nothing. And the way it is, he might eventually become President of the United States. Let us just be happy. No, we can't. So other than those voices on the left, there began a, a debate online between, quite frankly, some scholarly people about one particular paragraph in the speech. And now they're getting on Pence's case about that. Okay, so here's the clip, here's the audio clip of this paragraph in Pence's speech. 
As you're listening to it, see if you can come up with something horrible to say about it, okay? And then we'll explain to you what all the ruckus is about. Nearly 4,000 years ago, a man left his home in Ur the Chaldeans to travel here to Israel. He ruled no empire. He wore no crown. He commanded no armies. He performed no miracles. Delivered no prophecies. Yet to him was promised descendants as numerous as the stars of the sky. Today, Jews, Christians, and Muslims, more than half the population of the earth, and nearly all the people of the Middle East, claim Abraham as their forefather in faith. Right? That's beautiful. Did you think of what can be wrong with saying that? Well, some people don't like the fact that he calls the other religions children of Abraham, but whether we like it or not, they grew out of the children of Abraham. Both Christianity and Islam grew out of of the uh, children of Abraham. And um, if you read the uh, Rambam on Christianity and others, um, you will see that um, even though the Rambam calls it a Vodazara, but he and others... um, believe that this is one of the ways of disseminating the idea of one God in the world and the values, what we call the Judeo-Christian values throughout the world. But here's the thing. So an article appears in uh, the Times of Israel quibbling about, about this. What do you mean, he says? Well, we're talking about Avraham, obviously. What do you mean he he commanded no armies, right? The quote is, he ruled no empire, he wore no crown, he commanded no armies, he performed no miracles, delivered no prophecies, yet to him was promised. What do you mean he commanded no armies? We have the very famous story of the the kings fighting each other when Lot was taken captive, and Avram commanded 318 men into battle against the four most powerful empires of the ancient Near East. What do you mean he performed no miracles? God God visited plagues on Paro on behalf of Avraham when Avraham and Sarah went down to Egypt. What do you mean he delivered no prophecies? The numerous times that it says that Abraham calls out in the name of the Lord. So now we have what to quibble about. Turns out that this paragraph, but for one word, comes from Lord Rabbi, Rabbi Lord Dr. Jonathan Sachs's book. Uh, which one? Uh, get to it in a minute, I can't remember. One of the books that he wrote, yes, that book was a little controversial actually. But he believes in it. So now we're questioning Rabbi Sachs's understanding of Tanakh. 
Okay, at least we know what we're up against. In a rebuttal to that article, Professor Lawrence Kaplan of Canada writes in the Times of Israel a defense of Rabbi Sachs. The book that it came from is uh, Radical Then Radical Now that was published in 2001 by Rabbi Sachs. Radical Then Radical Now. So, uh, Professor Kaplan says, let's take a look at what it says. Ruled no empire. Right? It starts, he ruled no empire. That we all agreed. He ruled no empire. He wore no crown. That we all agree. He commanded no army. So, in, in Rabbi Sachs's book, it says he commanded no great army. And the word great was left out of this speech, whether it was just a slip of the tongue or purposely just for the stylistic message. But yes, it's true that he took 300 and something um, young men and went to war. You can't consider that commanding a great army. The point is not that he never led some people in battle. The point is that unlike the great empires that had armies of thousands of people with horses and chariots and and so forth, he commanded no army. He performed no miracles. And again, Rabbi Kaplan, uh, Professor Kaplan, maybe Rabbi also Kaplan, points out that, yes, miracles were done on behalf of Avraham, with Paro, etc., but not by Avraham. And that's the point. Avraham didn't do any miracles. Unlike Moshe, where God said to him, go out and do this miracle. Split the sea. Talk to the rock. Hit the rock. uh, Hit the Nile, whatever. The fact that a miracle was done on his behalf means, obviously, that he is God's chosen, but it doesn't... he, He didn't publicly do miracles, and by doing that, get people to believe in him. And yet, to him was promised descendants numerous of the sky, uh, the stars in the sky. So, this is part of what I call, can't we just be happy? Can't we just enjoy one of the greatest moments? To me, this was one of the greatest moments. As we often joke, sometimes we need the others, the nations of the world, to say, God has done great things for you. We're living in a miracle. We are living in a miracle. Every single day, the state of Israel survives. Survives. If it would just survive, not thrive, just survive, it would be a miracle. Surrounded by all the enemies who who are all killing each other and would be happy to kill us. And not only do we survive, we thrive. What does the Israeli media focus on? Before the speech began, the Arab members of Knesset protested by holding up banners in the Knesset about Yerushalayim. 
The Israeli uh, Knesset leadership knew this was happening. They warned Pence about it in advance. The second they got up, before Pence even began to speak, the second they got up, they were whisked away by the Knesset uh, guards. It was wholly inappropriate at that type of event or assembly to do that, but freedom of speech and so forth. Mike Pence did amazingly well. He he just brushed it off. He said, I'm, I'm humbled to speak here before you at the Knesset, which is the seat of a very vibrant democracy. Made it clear that he understands that that's what a vibrant democracy does, that, that, that all voices are allowed to be heard. Non-stop during the day and during the night, Israeli media was interviewing the Arab members of Knesset, making that a focus, one of the focuses of the stories of the day. Giving them an open microphone for their propaganda. Unfortunately. So again, can't we just be happy? Sometimes we have to be able to overlook the smaller things and say, hey, this is a great miracle. This is a great moment. Stuff in Israel is amazing. Things in Israel are going very well. The economy is booming. There's not enough roads for the cars. The fast train, high-speed train between Yerushalayim and Tel Aviv, which is going to revolutionize transportation in the country, has already run its first test last week. And they are hoping it will be open before Pesach. Can you imagine? As the Vice President himself said, you've turned the desert into a garden, a blossoming garden. I overemphasize this, I know, but it needs overemphasizing because all too often we get mired in the little minutia of the day and forget the bigger picture. It's a great, great bigger picture. Or Bahalu with Ben Yakar. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Ben Yakar, you know, Thank <laughs> But you are 
תשב קרוב, אל תעזוב, תן לי יד, תחשוב רק טוב, כי החיים עוד לפנינו. Yakar, also new. Or Bahalul is the uh, artist there. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. One more addendum on the uh, on the Knesset. Well, in this case, not about Vice President Pence's speech, but about the introductory speeches, the speeches that came before um Vice President Mike Pence came up to speak. <clears throat> so I, I believe Prime Minister Netanyahu and I believe at least one other speaker referenced President John Adams <clears throat> when they were talking about the the long-standing bonds between the American people and the Jewish people and the Zionist dream and so forth. And the truth is, usually, when there's a quote like that, we, we're familiar with it. And I think this is one that most people are not familiar with. And with the uh, aid of the Internet, I found some, uh, some, a rather astounding quote from President John Adams in 18... 18- 19. In 1819, ladies and gentlemen, this is like 70 years before Herzl. It's written to a Jewish American by the name of Mordechai M. Noah. Noah. I'm sure that there's a lot of history about him, which uh, I, I have yet to uh, study. But it seems that he did some traveling. He published a book about his travels called Europe and Africa, and he sent a copy to President John Adams. 
And he, John Adams, writes back to him in a letter dated 15 March, 1819, about how great the book was and genius reflections and so forth. And then he says, President Adams does, I have been so pleased with it, with the book, that I wish you had continued your travels into Syria, Judea, and Jerusalem. Notice Syria, Judea, meaning back in the day there what we call Eretz Israel was in some places considered part of Syria, but of course he calls it Syria Judea, not Palestine, which is nice. I should attend more to your remarks upon those interesting countries than to those of any traveler I have yet read. So if you would send me your notes, your memoirs of traveling there, to Judea and Jerusalem, I would be very, extremely interested, more than any other writer. Then he writes, If I were to let my imagination loose, I should wish you had been a member of Napoleon's Institute at Cairo. Nay, farther, I could find it in my heart to wish. Writes President John Adams, to a Jewish-American Mordechai Noah in 1819. I could find it in my heart to wish that you had been at the head of a hundred thousand Israelites, indeed as well disciplined as a French army, and marching with them into Judea, and making a conquest of that country, and restoring your nation to the dominion of it. For I really wish the Jews again in Judea, an independent nation. What do you say? I know there's more to the quote. I don't have to accept everything that's in the quote. Those who want to look it up can look it up. I don't think the rest of the quote is so bad, but I, uh, but I, I want to practice what I preach. I want to, let's just be happy with this beautiful thought. The President of the United States writing to a Jew in 1819, before the advent of the quote-unquote Jewish vote, that in my imagination, I wish that you would be heading up hundreds, a, a group, of, an army of hundreds of thousands of Jews who would conquest... War. Conquest the country and restoring your nation to dominion, meaning to sovereignty of it. So I believe, maybe there are other quotes that I'm not aware of, but I believe those were the quotes that were being referenced by uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu and others as they were introducing... Vice President Pence. Tubishvat is coming up, coming upon us. It'll be on Wednesday, and Nachum will be in Israel, and I will be here. We are um, we are planning to spend a part of the JM and the AM show having a uh, Tubishvat special, like we usually do with the two of us. Just this time, it'll be a little. Uh, Intercontinental, I guess. 
So tune in to that on Wednesday, as you should tune in every day, especially now. Nachum's in Israel. Great programming. Tune in to JM in the AM. We're going to play a Tubishvat related song because we can't let that just go. It's called Cheshek Netiat Ilanot. It was debuted last year. This year, a, uh, a beautiful video was produced, uh, a music video was produced, and we're going to post the link to the video on our Facebook page as we will post the links to all the YouTube videos of the songs that we played this morning, our entire playlist, as we do each and every week, as well as articles and other relevant things. This song is based on a quote from Rav Cook, Zatzal, who says, Cheshek Netiati Lanot, the the strong yearning that we have to to plant trees, Novea Mechefetz Hatavat Hatarot Habaim. That yearning, that want, that cheshek comes from our wanting to do good for the coming generations. We always, all parents, want to do good for their kids. It's probably on the top of the list, right? So by planting a tree, what are we doing? We are investing in the future generations, and we are doing good for those who will come after us and connecting to them. And the rest of the words that are around this refrain were written by Yochai Ben-Avi, who also performs the song. Cheshek Nitiat Ilanot. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Shanvea, the shirt, the shirt, the 
Yochai Ben-Avi, Cheshek Netiati Lanot, in honor of the upcoming Tubishvat special day, holiday that we have created over the generations. Beautiful. Um, paying tribute for a moment, somebody passed away over the weekend. Naftali Kraus was a journalist for many years, a uh, Chabad. Chassid, who was back in the 70s and 80s, probably one of the few religious journalists today, thank God, there is a cadre of observant religious journalists, but back in that, back, back then, it was very unusual. And I always enjoyed reading his uh, his columns. I'm pretty sure it was in Ma'ariv. And I even had an opportunity to meet him. He came to visit Mahon Lev when I was... Um, after I finished studying there, I was uh, volunteering. Helping uh, as the uh, assistant uh, to the president, who was uh, Professor Nebensal, Zichon Livracha. And Naftali Kraus came to do a story about the school and even have a I, I reminded myself yesterday that I have a clipping of that story because I was mentioned in it like as talking about uh, Machon Lev today Machon Lev thank God is very well known and um, I, I, for many years I was used to um, when people ask me where I went to college I would say I don't know if you've heard of it it's a private college in Yerushalayim called Machon Lev Today you say Machon Lev and everybody's oh of course Machon Lev. Anyway, back to Naftali Kraus. So in the meeting with him, um, before taking him on a tour of the school, we sat with uh, Professor Nebensal, who was in retirement after many years as uh, ombudsman and state controller. By the way, he's the father of was the father of Harav um, Nebensal of the old city that is very well known of Avigdor. So, Dr. Nevensal asked him if he ever heard from the Rebbe when he met with him, and he had met with him several times for guidance and so forth, what is something that the Rebbe told him when it comes to journalism? And he told the following story. He said that the, uh, the Rebbe mentioned that in the story of Noah, Parshat Noah, Noah is told to take animals that are tohorim, and then the Pasuk says, Asher einena tehora, animals that are not tehorim. Rashi points to a medrash that says, why does the Torah sort of do it backwards, say tehorim and not tehorim? Why doesn't the Torah just say animals that are tehorim and animals that are tmeim? So the measure says, the Torah goes out of its way to use Lashon Nikiah. Refined language, I would say, is a, a good uh, way of saying that. Refined language. You don't have to use disgusting language or language with bad connotations. Use refined language. A, a lesson that we all can uh, can enjoy today or can appreciate today. 
And the Rebbe continued, the Lubavitcher Rebbe continued, I, I don't understand the Medrash. In Vayikra, and in other places, where the Torah tells us about the, what's kosher to eat and what's not kosher to eat, it says, don't eat this, tmeahi, 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 tamehu. Dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of times. What, what happened to the whole refined language thing? So the Rebbe told Naftali Kraus, Zal, who passed away this weekend, he said, in Noach, the fact that the animal is tahor or tameh wasn't what we were trying to be taught. This wasn't, was, was not what the Torah was trying to teach us. It's B'derech Agav. Derech Agav used refined language. But in Vayikra, the Torah is telling us this thing is not good. It's Tamei. And when you are instructing somebody in right and wrong, in good and bad, in evil and just, then you don't go for refined language. You may be misunderstood. Your point might not be clear enough. No, there you say it out. Tamei. We live in a generation that is just, the journalistic ethics are getting worse and worse, both in Israel and in America. In Israel, the last few weeks have been rocked by craziness, which uh, only highlight the importance of the words of the Lubavitcher Rebbe, which I heard from the person who he told it to. Ibn Aftali Kraus, passed away this weekend. For many years, a great journalist in Israel. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you. 
הגשם היה סתם אנשים היו מתחילים ללכת על הידיים. בשמיים היו נקבות שלוליות. תאר לעצמך מה יכול היה להיות. כן, כן. גשם, גשם גשם, אבנר שטראס ודינדין אביבו, את האלבום הקרנף השני שיצא לדרך. We're going to wrap up this week's edition of the Israel show with Bat Ela, who will bring us Va'ashir Lecha. Again, I don't remember if I played this before or not, but it is a relatively new song. And uh, I think it's very cool, and I hope you enjoy it. Before we do that, we will, as we always do, say thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And I really don't say it often enough, because usually I'm racing against time. And today I have a few more, a few extra seconds available. And um, I, want, I take the opportunity... To really thank all of the listeners and those of you who listen on a regular basis and comment and um, like on the Facebook page, like the posts or post yourself or get others to um, to like the Facebook page to listen to the show. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. It's uh, thank God over five years. We have a nice following. We'd love it to increase. We'd love to reach out to more people and get our message out. And uh, I thank you for, for helping us do that. I encourage you to do it even more. Tell people about the show. They can listen to it whenever they want, on the way to work, on the way back from work, while they're cooking. It's, it's greatly appreciated. And I appreciate all the listeners and, and those who are with us. Um, thanks to the staff of Nachum Siegel Network. I've run me every week right there. helping with uh, everything that is needed, taking care of the weekly chores. And my very special thanks as always, and I can't thank him enough, Nachum Siegel, uh, without whom this entire venture would never be anywhere. Would, there would be no real daily Jewish radio, in, first in New York and then around the world. And I thank him for that in a public way and for... Our continued friendship. Coming up on the Nachum Siegel Network, Yoni is off this week. I guess he's preparing for the Super Bowl. So uh, we'll be followed by the great Monday Music Marathon. 
And until next Monday, immediately following Jam and Dan, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race. <laughs> Yeah.